This is Pave It Black. Hi, and welcome to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And project managers for asphalt companies are really the hub of a construction project. They interface with the crews, the customers, the accounting teams, and all to ensure that a project is bid, built, and delivered on time and on budget. So today, I'm hoping we can learn a little bit more about the process, learn some of the steps that are involved from getting the work all the way to actually completing a project. So today, to help us learn about this process, we've invited Lance Driscoll from Wiregrass Construction to be with us. Welcome to the podcast, Lance. Thank you guys for having me on. This is a privilege. So Lance, one of the first things I'm curious about is, did you always think you wanted to be a project manager? Did you grow up thinking, man, I just want to work for an asphalt company? Or could you give us a little background on how you got to where you are today? Well, I graduated high school in 1997, but at age eight, I started land surveying with my father on Saturdays. So I didn't get too many Saturday morning cartoons. In 2007, I started construction layout guy for Chilton Contractors. I had no idea really about estimating or project management. I had no background in it. We did residential, private land surveying, very little construction surveying. Within a year, I began doing takeoffs and the rest is history. So around 2009, I began kind of in the project management field. So when you look at companies, there are some companies that have project managers that handle a project from cradle to grave, from getting the estimates all the way through closeout, while other companies have project managers just handle parts of the projects. What do your responsibilities entail at Wiregrass in regard to how do you handle a project and do you handle all parts of it or specific parts? At Wiregrass, we handle it, like you said, from cradle to grave. We're usually the head estimator on a project, and then we carry it on to finish. There are some exceptions to the rule, but most of the time it is from beginning to end. So when you're dealing with the many people and groups that are involved with projects, what are some of the biggest challenges? And when I say the many groups, that could be internal with like your accounting teams or your production and placement teams, all the way to your customers and the public around the project. I guess I'm curious about some of the challenges that you face as a project manager. You know, one of the biggest things is understanding each individual and what they want. I tend to call it, what is your win? What is the thing that's going to make you the happiest right here in this particular situation or in the scope of the project? What's the win for the owner? What's the win for Wiregrass? What's the win for our guys in the field? What's the win for the public? I think that that's the biggest challenge is trying to put all of that together and hopefully everyone can come out with a win or consider it a success. So when you're dealing with 
a project. And like you said, there are so many people that you're trying to get the win to. What do you feel are some of the skills that are really important for a project manager to have to effectively manage both the project and the people? And then I think a follow-up to that is, how do you keep those skills sharp? I mean, you're working long hours, you're knee-deep in these projects, but it does involve some kind of management communication skills. What do you think the important skills are and how do you keep them sharp? You have to be able to listen, to understand the issue that you're dealing with, because it's each issue at a time that all balls up into one large issue or one large problem. Listening to the different approaches, listening to the different problems, the different solutions, being able to navigate between a set of specifications and reality. We all know that a lot of times those things do not necessarily line up. And as far as keeping those skills sharp, it just takes practice. You have to implement listening and understanding. Those things, the majority of the time for most humans don't come naturally. So you have to keep all that in the forefront of your mind when facing these issues, when facing these long hours, when you really need to be at home with your family, you have to have that ability to manage all of those things at one time. I think one thing that would be useful is we did talk a little bit from like cradle to grave, but could you give a little bit of explanation of what all that includes? If you were to march a project from cradle to grave, what would be all the kind of steps you have to handle? Normally, we find out about a project through what we call data facts or some publication, whether it's a newspaper or website or the DOT website, whatever the case may be. And it's the estimator's job to make sure the takeoff is done, to communicate with prospective clients or owners. Sometimes we work as subcontractors and there's multiple prime contractors that we have to communicate with. and They all have different scopes. It's our job to solicit quotes for items that we need, different scopes that we need. Then if we're successful, I have to take the bid file, turn it into the actual job file, set it up, POs, and all the documents for the crews ready to go, sets of plans, work items, work item breakdowns, communicate with the owner or the client, set up meetings, attend meetings, visit the project for certain issues that arise. A lot of times at a moment's notice, make sure that our testing and our quality is where it needs to be. And then we get to the project closeout. That's verifying quantities, verifying cost reports, explaining cost reports, which is sometimes not very fun, and satisfying all the contractual requirements. So every single aspect of that project, we touch somehow. When you're looking at projects, what are some of the things that you do in your role to really focus in on quality or to like make that project one of the 
best projects for the company, I guess. Like you talked about the wins for all the different parties, I guess, when you talk about quality and construction or bringing that best project forward, I guess, what are some of the things that you do in the project manager role to really try to emphasize that? Being in the project manager role, we're normally the first people to get information, whether that be from test results or cores in the field or writability issues, whatever the case may be. And one thing that I believe helps that is not to get comfortable with almost making it or barely making it. If we set the bar at the lowest passing grade, then we could miss that and be below the passing grade. But if we set the bar to the very highest and push to get that highest, because we all will fail at some point, we all will make a mistake. We all will have a day that's not great. But if we're shooting for the top, we have room and still be able to miss, but be able to pass at the same time. I was curious if maybe you could share something about Wiregrass or working at Wiregrass that people that haven't had that experience might not know or might surprise them about the company. Wiregrass has been a wonderful, wonderful thing in my life. And everybody's driven to make as much money as possible. Everyone is driven to make the best product possible. But one thing about Wiregrass that I believe is the best part about them, they literally care about the people that work for them, that work with them. They care for not only the employee, but the employee's family. They never stop giving. It's just a great place to work. What keeps you coming back each day? What makes you excited every morning to get up, put on your project manager hat and go do what you have to do, whether it's in the office or out in the field? What really gives you that kind of satisfaction in your role? I like winning. I enjoy being successful, making things successful, making the job successful. I enjoy spending time with the guys that are quote unquote under me. I enjoy pouring into them and allowing them to experience the same things that I have in my past. I enjoy the arguments. I enjoy the fights. I enjoy trying to figure out that toughest problem. That's just how I'm built. So I'm curious if you had any thoughts about things that you could tell kids that are coming out of high school, getting ready to graduate, and maybe aren't sure that college is where they're wanting to head and maybe a little bit concerned about college debt. What could you share about some of the opportunities for careers in the asphalt industry? Well, I'm one of the few project managers that does not have a college degree. Uh, I do not have any, I guess, formal education outside of high school. And there's a few things that I can suggest to the people that are coming out just straight out of high school and also to people that are in college. One thing that I always did was I just worked longer than everyone else. I made sure that I put in more effort than the guy next to me, whether that was on the football field, digging the ditch, driving the hubs in the ground. I wanted to put in 
an extra effort, work an extra hour. You know, and a lot of folks these days are concerned about punching a clock. I've always just focused on getting the job done, however long that takes. Because sometimes you can knock it out pretty quickly, but other times it takes that seven or eight o'clock at night when it's just you at the office grinding it out so that you can concentrate. There's another thing that my first boss in the construction industry told me, he said, accept help. We're men. I'm a man. I have a lot of pride. Sometimes I don't want your help, but everybody needs to learn to accept the help. I've never asked for a raise. I don't ask for raises. I just earn them and maybe splitting hairs there. I don't know. I've always viewed having a job as it being a privilege for me to come to work at this place. It's not a privilege for them to have me work for them, if that makes any sense. And be around people that want to pour into you. They want to make you better. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's screaming and hollering and trying to get your attention, but that's only because they care. They want to make you better, which in turn makes the company better. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So we talked a lot about some of the more common things that you work on in your role. Has there been something that sticks out that's memorable? Maybe it wasn't the common day or the common thing that you experience at work that maybe a story that you could share that kind of sticks in your mind? My first job in construction, once I moved into the office and began helping estimate, I was tasked with implementing the first bidding software. (laughs) And my boss walks in with the box and flops it down on my desk and said, figure it out. And I think I figured it out. (laughs) But we actually used that same bidding software at Wiregrass. And I thought that he was being hateful. I thought that he was being difficult. But it was may have been one of the best things that ever happened to me. Uh, It pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I really began to understand a few years later, really began to understand why he functioned the way he did. So you've been in the construction industry for a while now. And and I guess you've seen probably a lot of technological changes since you were out doing surveying with your dad to where you are today. How has technological advancements influenced your job? And how do you not get left in the dust? How do you keep up with the changing technology? Man, the technology has, it's just amazing. When I began, I remember our first GPS equipment with my dad, we would take one shot and it would take over an hour and a half for one shot on one monument. That was with three different pieces of equipment. Now you have one piece of equipment, you can get it within two seconds. Now they're controlling our dozers and our pavers and our milling machines and our motor graders. They're helping us lay pop. We have the ability now to do a takeoff and put that on our smartphone and walk to the job site, the future job site, and get an idea of what it looks like. And the way that you stay on top of that is to always learn, be open to learning. Don't say, hey, I got this figured out. 
I'm good with this. This has served me well for five years because in five minutes it'll change and be twice as good as it was. You have to stay on top of it. You have to keep reading and keep learning and keep researching and be open to change. Yeah, it is pretty wild how technology changes and really can impact our lives in so many ways and even our work life. So, yeah, especially it's always good to have those type of conversations because so many times people look at the construction industry from the outside, they don't see those technological changes. But I also think integrating these new technologies is a way to bring in that new generation of workers and show them the exciting possibilities of harnessing some of these technologies. So Lance, we really appreciate you sharing your perspective and your experience and telling us about project management and about your role at Wiregrass. So really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me on and giving me the ability to uh, talk about my job. Well, that was an interesting conversation. I think the one thing that kind of stuck for me was that concept. A lot of times, I think in our minds, we think a lot about what we bring to a job, whether it's a qualification or some skill set. But what I really gathered was there's a lot more to what we put into the job. So if we come to a job and we're putting everything into it, that's really going to a lot of times help us be successful in those career opportunities that we have. Yeah. And I also liked his concept of finding the wins for everybody. A lot of times as managers, it's easy to focus on getting your company the win, but how do you ensure that everyone that you're dealing with and interacting with on a day-to-day basis is satisfied, feels good about what they've done at the end of the day and making sure that that's one of your focus areas is I think really important in terms of retention, employee engagement and job satisfaction. Thanks for listening to Pave It Black. Visit asphaltpavement.org slash podcast to find more episodes, suggest a topic or guest, become a sponsor, or learn more about NAPA. Pave It Black is produced and copyrighted by the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Music by Colleague. As always, thanks to the dedicated workforce connecting diverse communities all across America. Keep on paving it black.